Welcome everyone to Faces and Feels. I am your host, Rafe Houston, and today I am joined by a very special guest. It is 7am in Perth, Western Australia. I have had two hours sleep. I am drinking a Macca's Coke that I ordered at 3am, and it took way too long to get to me, by the way, because the Macca's, I can see it from my apartment. (laughs) It took a very long time, but that's all I needed to rally that and the friendship and kindness of this man it is Deathmatch Down Under's Jay Stevens. How are you this fine morning, buddy? I'm very good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, Apart I'm... From... <laughs> I've been better, I'll be honest. So we're all in a similar situation. I was at Wrestle Rock last night and uh, a little dusty this morning. Yeah, feeling it, feeling it, feeling it. But you know what? Like, I if there's anybody I'm going to get up for super early in the morning, it's it's you, man. So I'm more than happy to do this fun little show uh, leading up to what is going to be probably one of the biggest tournaments in Australian wrestling history. We are, of course, talking about Deathmatch Down Unders. The juice is worth the squeeze. Heavyweight title tournament. How are you feeling about it leading up to it, man? Heavy nerves or, or what's the go? Uh, I think you're always sort of fit into these things with nerves. I am never doing a two-night show over again. I can assure you of that fact. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we've got some of the best names in Australian wrestling working for us, and um, I'm pretty excited and humbled by that. Yeah, it, it's awesome, man. Like, the tournament is completely stacked, and it goes to show, like, how much people are on board for what you guys are doing, you know? And, and yeah. this, like, such a big deal to to crown the first ever champion. And I, I think, like, when we look over this field here, you, it, it's a really hard one to pick. Like, I started doing my tips, but I have not even finished them because it, it's really, I feel like, that close a race. <laughs> Yeah, we really enjoyed doing the bracket thing, actually, because, you know, the, the fun bit about that is that, you know, people who like our uh, like our promotion can just sit there and, like, make their favourites go through to the final and stuff like that. It's, there's so many different ways that this could go. Yeah, exactly. And the thing about it is um, that I find really interesting, especially the first-round matches, um, is that any one of these people could be our first heavyweight champion. Yeah. Um, you you can't you don't look at this these brackets and go, oh yeah that's an obvious first round exit. Oh yeah no nah, they're you know enhancement talent or anything like that. It's you've got a group of sixteen very very good uh, Australian professional wrestlers. Um, yeah, well including the New Zealand Candy Lee, um, and any one of them could win it. Yeah, and that's the amazing thing. And also I suppose the really exciting thing is with a promotion like you guys that is you know, so new, there's not really even precedent set, you know, like who knows who is kind of, you know, in it for the long haul, who may be like a complete sleeper and come out of nowhere and and win the whole thing. Like even if there's somebody in this bracket that hasn't wrestled for Deathmatch Down Under, we don't know what their plans are. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like they could be be coming in, you know, just to straight up win the whole thing. So it's very exciting. Like, and there's quite a few people in this tournament being over here in WA and stuff. There's names I know, there's names I don't. Uh, And so so I thought it'd be really fun for us to go through it, uh, basically bracket by bracket here and and break down all the participants. You happy to do that with me? Yeah, that sounds great. Six, six. I think the only only match out of all of the first-round matches, the only one that's ever happened before is Royce Chambers and Edward Duff. Really? Um, 
I think that's the only one. Um, outside of that, it's just fresh matchup, completely fresh matchup. So. That's that's really exciting. Well, let's start with Royce Chambers and Edward Dusk. I'm obviously yeah. familiar with the Airbender, but I am not familiar with Edward Dusk. I did watch his promo, and it was pretty interesting for it. So, so tell me about uh, about those guys and their history. Well, Edward's been in the game for a long time. Um, he's, I think he's one of the best character workers in this country. Um, and uh, he's just a really, really good professional wrestler. And I think that uh, between him and Royce, it's like it's not a clash of styles or anything like that. I think they're quite complementary in their styles. So that makes that uh, match really, really interesting. Um, Edward sort of uh, gets in with the not the mind control, but with psychological sort of ways of trying to get around and get through his opponents. And uh, Royce's character, or Royce himself actually, is a bit of a smart ass. So if there's anyone that sort of can deal with those kind of uh, mind games, uh, I reckon it's Royce Chambers. Exactly. He's, uh, he's obviously at the top of his game physically and, yeah, not really one to let things face him. So so he may... He may uh, be more than equipped to deal with uh, that sort of game from Edward Dusk. Yeah, uh, but that being said, I mean, people shouldn't underestimate uh, Edward Dusk. I, I think, that, as I said, he's a phenomenal uh, professional wrestler, mm-hmm. uh, and um, his character work's incredible, and uh, those things combined make him, um, yeah, quite uh, quite fearsome, I think. Mm-hmm. I saw quite a few people... Uh, tipping him to go quite deep and even win it, like there was a few people that did. Like I, I was looking through like his promo and stuff leading up to it, and a lot of people were talking like he was one to watch. So I'll be very interested to check out this one. Yeah, um, it could be a fucking amazing match, actually. Yeah, sick. All right, well let, let's do. Since we started down there in the the bottom right, let's do the whole thing kind of backwards, uh, anti clockwise. <laughs> so then, we, if you look at this magnificent bracket that they've put out, we then go up to. Sammy Falcon and Charlie Evans. Now, this is another one I'm obviously very familiar with Charlie Evans, but I have never heard of Sammy Falcon before, so fill me in. So Sammy Falcon worked a lot for uh, PCW here in Melbourne under the uh, RB4K uh, gimmick, which is um, probably the best uh, the best group of uh, wrestlers at PCW um, in terms of... Uh, character work in terms of putting on an amazing show. We've wanted to work with him for ages. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, Charlie Evans' work kind of speaks for itself. She's one of the uh, one of the best wrestlers in this country. Uh, incredible worker. Um, amazing character work. Uh, and just, just yeah, a phenomenal uh, professional wrestler. Uh, I think that uh, I if you had to tip this one, you'd look at probably Sammy Falcon for being the, the underrated guy. But, uh, yeah, you can't discount Charlie Evans in this one either. Um, Sammy's, Sammy's probably a lot more experienced in uh, in tournaments uh, through PCW and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, don't discount Charlie Evans ever. No, absolutely not. Um, another another one then that could could kind of go either way. I, I picked, personally, I picked Charlie going quite deep in this. I think she's made, like, a, a huge impact in Deathmatch Down Under. And, and I also feel that, like, while she's stuck in Australia, she's going to absolutely make the most of it. Yeah. Um, we love her at Deathmatch Down Under, obviously. Um, she's very supportive of what we do. And uh, I think 
our ethos kind of combines quite well. She's very much of the idea that, you know, it's not women's wrestling, it's just wrestling. And I think we're quite similar in that respect. Um, yeah, from fundamentals point of view. Absolutely. Um, but, but as I said, the, the RB4K guys, the, uh, at PCW, Ryan Rapids, uh, Sammy Falcon, Aisha, uh, all amongst those guys, they're the most, uh, fearsome group at, uh, at PCW. So, um, yeah, it's a very up in the air, that one. Right. Okay. Next, Chanel Phoenix versus Tyson Baxter. Fill me in. All right. So what do you know about Tyson Baxter? Nothing. Uh, Nothing. Other than... Because other than, he has been on the other shows, right? Like I have seen him on the other Deathmatch Down Under shows, yes? Yeah, so he yes. works as a tag team with Aiden Miller in the yes, first yes. And then, uh, So besides uh, that, nothing. Match. Yeah, yeah. The singles match against Chaz McKenzie, which he which he won at the last event. That's um, and then oh, of- I was about to say spoilers. I haven't finished it yet. <laughs> the busiest week of oh, my right, life. Well, <laughs> no, no, it's totally fine. I'm it's joking. It's only been a month, man. It's only been a month. <laughs> look, uh, look, <laughs> I really I, appreciate that. I, Thanks I, for the support. Well, all I keep doing <laughs> is podcast on Deathmatch Down Under. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to watch the product. No, no. Um, uh, so I've been making my way through it, and that's literally the match I'm up to. Uh, so yeah. I, I guess I'll know more about Tyson Baxter when I next get to turn that on. But um, yeah, how how did that he's go? Really I, I did I did hear it was good. Yeah, he's a really good wrestler. Uh, I think both of these uh, people are incredible wrestlers. They both come out of the uh, MCW Academy. Um, you know, really top of its game. Um, Wrestling Academy in Melbourne. Uh, Tyson has been around for a little while, but then he's, uh, as he was just starting to gain some uh, traction and starting to really uh, work a lot in MCW and, and get the crowd behind him, he suffered a uh, pretty terrible knee uh, leg injury and was off for around uh, a year and a half. And uh, so he's building back from that, taking his time and, and taking it it easy, but uh, I think was quite evidenced by his match against Chaz McKenzie that you haven't seen. Um, that <laughs> I will he's, watch it. Uh, he's back to 100%. Great. And when um, when you add that to Chanel Phoenix, who I don't know what Chanel Phoenix has been doing in the uh, in the lockdown and in the off time during coronavirus, but he's swole, he's got muscles, he's been working on her Brazilian jiu-jitsu. He is a I, I have her on Instagram and yeah, I yeah. like I was obviously trying to do some research leading up to this. Not much apparently, but but some. And uh, and I was I was kind of struck. I was like, this is an intimidating person. Yeah, and, and that's a I mean a lot of the, the, the amazing stuff in Australian wrestling is that, you know, we were really starting to to, to roll just before the pandemic hit and stuff. And then the pandemic hit and we're like, oh, do you reckon Australian wrestling is going to come back as well as it was? I think it's come back stronger and, and that's evidenced by people. I think Chanel Phoenix is probably the epitome of that because that's someone who was working a lot of indie shows and probably, you know, spinning her wheels a lot. And then when the pandemic hit and, you know, lockdown happened, that's someone who, who knuckled down. I think I spoke to her last night and she said that she's now up to training 10 times a week. Whoa. Um, so she's someone who's really starting to take her craft very, very seriously. And uh, once again, 
just can't be underrated in this tournament. Yeah, that that's a crazy level of dedication. And yeah. that's that's someone you've got to circle in this entire tournament. When you're putting in like that level of work, that's, uh, that's yeah. something to watch out for. Yeah. And uh, she's uh, brought in her Brazilian jiu-jitsu training into her actual moveset. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, she, she is to be feared. Wow. Okay, then. Cool. Oh, I've got a big circle around that one. I may have uh, <laughs> I, I may have uh, managed to go back and do these tips again. I'm glad we're doing this before I uh, <laughs> before I put them out there. All right, next up, Tommy Knight versus the Snuff King Gore. I'm very familiar with both guys. Um, it's a hard one to pick, but but fill the people in on these two. Yeah, it's a, it's a match for the ages, isn't it? It's Jesus Tommy Christ. Knight coming out of Wrestle Rampage. Yeah. Uh, Gore coming out of you know, whatever he's into. Um, <laughs> Basements but, uh, in <laughs> somewhere. Yeah, honestly don't want to know, to be honest. Yeah, um, yeah Tony Knight, you know, one of the few... I mean, we're talking about two guys who are ex-MMA. Yeah. Like, this is going to be a barnstormer. You're talking about two guys that... You go you go with, like, the big men slapping meat sort of thing, but these are two guys that legitimately legitimately can hurt themselves like hurt each other and um it's a it's a hard pick uh gore's incredible um i don't think gore's lost in dndu uh tommy knight has uh you know he's had sort of ups and downs he missed out on richie you know he's missed out on on caveman ugg because uh you know he's just fallen at that last moment so maybe this is tommy knight's time to Sign and sort of say, "Hey, I'm actually to be, you know, not to be trifled with." Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like he's he's gonna be coming and feeling like he's got a lot to prove. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and he's, uh, I seem to be saying it the whole time. He's a phenomenal athlete, like all of our athletes are. Um, and uh, he punches very hard. He hits very hard. The match between him and Caveman Ugg is probably one of the best heavyweight matches I've seen this year. Um, and I watch a lot of wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> says a lot. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, this promises to be as good. Uh, Gore's at the top of his game. Tommy's at the top of his game. You know, it, it could go either way. Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose you can never really underestimate Cracker Jack's influence as well when you're talking about Gore too. So uh, yeah, Tommy Knight's going to have to uh, keep his head on a swivel. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, at the last event, uh, Cracker Jack decided to uh, grab one of my referees and kick him in the balls. Yeah. So, um, you know, we've got to, got to make sure that we, uh, we're we all keeping our eyes open for, for Cracker's influence. Absolutely. I hope there was some kind of stiff fine for that kind of behaviour uh, as well. Yeah, of course. Like, you know, he surrendered his uh, appearance fee, and, and that's fine. Um, it's me who gives it to him, so I just kept it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. And uh, hopefully he's on his best behavior, but you can never you never work out what exactly Crackers is going to do because it's always going to be something important. Even if it seems like it's a comedy bit, it's always important yeah. to uh, to his brother Gore. Yeah, absolutely. I that's just going to be awesome, man. I'm really excited about that one. Next up yeah, is... Yeah, I think that's a match to watch. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think so, too. This is, I mean, every match is a match to watch, but that but that one especially is going to be two big boys uh, creating a lot of damage. Um, after yeah. that, we've got JXT versus New Zealand's Candy Lee. Uh, I know nothing about Candy Lee, so fill me in. 
Uh, Tammy Lee's a really, really good professional wrestler. Uh, has done tours in America. Mm-hmm. Um, worked for a lot of the, the really good promotions out there. Uh, I think her and JST have got very similar styles, but their worlds have never interacted. This is a first-time match for both of them. Um, you know, Candy's only sort of just recently returned to wrestling after taking some time off for an injury, so maybe that'll become a factor in there. And JXT, you know, I think it showed at the uh, at the last event, which you haven't watched the final, but um, his cockiness sort of sometimes gets the better of him, and, and maybe he'll come into this the same thing where, you know, he thinks that he should be the heavyweight champion of the NDU, mm-hmm. but... Uh, he thinks that he's going to walk away with it uh, pretty easily, but you know, don't you can't discount people like uh, Candy Lee who have you know they've got the experience, they've got the they've got the know how, and uh, you know according to her tri- Twitter, it's pretty enough to get through. <laughs> well, that's gonna—that's always gonna help and ne- never hurt anything. Plus, on his side Absolutely. of the bracket, there's, even if he can get through Candy Lee, it's not like the next two, like uh, participants in his bracket, are sleepers either. You know what I mean? Like they're—you're talking not. two more absolute weapons. Uh, and then you look down the bottom, like he doesn't have an easy road. Like I mean, there's no easy roads in this tournament, but uh, I wouldn't no. be uh, counting any chickens before they're hatched. No, absolutely not. Uh, I don't know whether JXT has his eye on the next uh, next level of the bracket, and I think that that's part of his cockiness. He just thinks that he wins and then he gets to the final, and then, you know, it's a kind of uh, foregone conclusion that he takes the strap. And, uh, yeah, I think he had that thought about the tag team championships as well. And, um uh, we, we know how that worked out. Well, those of us who watch the show know how that worked out. I mean, um, I, d- I definitely know how it worked out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we kind of spoiled that, didn't we? Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, it, it's not going to be an easy road. But that said, though, he has been known to take shortcuts. And, again, much like with Cracker Jack, there is always the big rig fox as well uh, yeah, working absolutely. in the background. So maybe he's not so much stressed about the in-ring competition as much as he is uh, what they have planned. And the difference, the difference between uh, the likes of Cracker Jack and the likes of Fox is that Fox can tend to do the uh, the subtle cheating and stuff like that very subtly and behind your back, whereas Crackers is probably a little bit more um, open very, with you. Very deliberate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, that's very much a difference between the two. But who knows whether uh, Fox will get involved in in some way? They've uh, they're definitely a brotherhood, those two, and uh, you know, ride or die. So uh, yeah, should be an interesting match. All right. Well, I don't don't want to put too much pressure on you, but you need to have that referee staff watching, keep keep an eye, <laughs> calling it down the middle. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's. Uh, I think I'm scheduled to referee that particular match. So, oh, yeah. There you go. Anything happens of that sort, it's on me. Look, I don't know how any kind of referee rostering situation works, what their appearance fee is, how any of it works. Just saying, another guy on the outside of the ring. I, I don't know. It's an antiquated system. Maybe there's room to move. I don't know the politics. Just say it. Look, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll keep it in mind. Yeah, exactly. It's hard, though. I know there's a lot of tradition in how things have to be done. So, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Totally. You don't want pushback from the rest. It's a whole thing. We won't get into it. Next match, <laughs> Rochelle Rogue versus Richie Taylor. Uh, two wrestlers I'm very familiar with, uh, and I'm really uh, excited for this one. How about you, man? 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Richie Taylor. I think that he's um, an incredible uh, professional wrestler. I think that his work with the crowd is, um, is second to none. I think he's paid his dues. Um, and uh, he's also dealing with the fact that he just left MCW. Yeah. Um, so I think he's got something to prove. Um, he's also a guy that goes, has said quite regularly on my podcast, other interviews yeah. and stuff like that. He feels like he's winding up his career a bit, you know, like he's he's feeling like a you know a career starting since he was like thirteen years old, and he and he feels it yeah. in his body. And so maybe there's a few boxes that he wants to tick, and he wants it bad enough that that he's going to be able to get there, you know, before before he calls it all a day. So I think anybody that's in his path needs to watch out because if he's got his mindset on something, I think uh, in the way that Richie lives his life, like it's pretty clear he gets it done, you know. Yeah, um, and Yeah, I've tried to be a, you know, uh, a journalist and call it down the middle and, uh, <laughs> and make no predictions, but I really like Richie and also I think his work ethic speaks for itself. And in my tips, he was who I picked to go all the way. So I, I'd really okay. – I'm backing in my fellow bearded brother here <laughs> and, and he's my man. But I don't want to take away from Rochelle. Uh, I know – I know. Rochelle Rogue no, ever. No. Um, I think maybe you've got beardy bias. I do have beardy bias, and I know that, and she's going to be very disappointed in me. And I, I, I hope she can upset me and, and, and like, uh, sorry, uh, upset Richie, and uh, and yeah, upset me physically as I cry into my <laughs> my drink as I, I watch it. But but um, tell me about Rochelle, man. F- fill the people in on, on her story. Rochelle's one of those sort of. Just the groundswell of wrestling in this country. Um, the, the next, the next level of stars that we're going to see. I think we're we're seeing the likes of uh, Charlie Evans, uh, Jessica Troy, um, and uh, a lot of the sort of Adelaide heavyweights and, and and things like that, just heading over to America or heading over to to Britain and stuff like that to work. And I think that Rochelle's part of that next cohort of. Um, of wrestlers that is going to rise to the top um, in Australia, and then before they, you know, move uh, and hit the uh, Professional Wrestling Illustrated uh, top one hundred. Yeah, right. Um, I think that uh, she's got a good body of work to start with. I think she's only been doing this for a couple of years. Um, very proud Indigenous woman, um, and uh, the Rogue Warrior is not to be trifled with. Um, Absolutely ready to go, um, and uh, very similar styles. That kind of hard hitting, yep. but uh, also quite athletic mm-hmm. uh, between these two. Um, I don't know, man. I, I think that it's it's possible that you may have you know overshot your hand by by saying that Richie Taylor's your your choice here. Mm-hmm. I'm def- very good chance he goes in the first, <laughs> and then he immediately loses and disappoints me. But uh, I I would not. I don't. That's not the right thing to say. I wouldn't be disappointed because I would love to see Rochelle go all the way. I think I think that would be absolutely awesome. Um, obviously, you have got to make your picks when you're doing these kind of things. But either way, like the matchup's going to be absolutely cool. But yeah, I think so. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, knowing anything about wrestling tournaments, whenever you've got your pick, that's usually the first person to get knocked out. So 
Don't let me down, Richie. Come on. Okay, next on uh, is Jake Taylor and Caveman Arc. Jeez, I just realised that whoever, like, <laughs> JXT, Candy Lee, Rochelle Roker, Richie Taylor, they've still got, like, Caveman Arc, Jake Taylor, Jessica Troy, and Punch Drunk History to get through, even if they, you know, could get through each other. So it's pretty crazy, man. Tell me about Jake Taylor. Well, Jake Taylor's another guy from PCW. He's a heavyweight competitor. Mm-hmm. Um, he showed a lot of uh, at PCW. We uh, we really like him. Um, we think he's got a lot to show. And uh, you know, we're putting our our eggs in that basket by you know, putting him up with you know probably one of the top ten or top five wrestlers in this country, Caveman Up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, it's it's going to be a barn burner. Yeah, I literally saw Caveman Up. Pick up someone from the audience yesterday, and uh, put him put him over his head um, while everyone else was saying, I, 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 "I that guy, he can do no wrong in my eyes." But uh, he's ready to go. Yeah, he's talk about being at the top of your game. Um, yeah, Jay Taylor has a very stiff first round draw, and I'm sure he's like, "Jesus Christ, <laughs> this is." <laughs> Yeah, I don't know who he'd have uh, preferred uh, preferred to have drawn, but I mean, they, once again, this is two very similar styles. Mm. Hard hitting, but uh, big boys, but also uh, quite athletic and able to do the the brain busters and the and the, and the body yeah. plans. Um, so, once again, this is like uh, this is like Tommy Knight and Gore. It yeah. should be one of those, as Jr. would say, a slobber knocker. A slobber knocker, awesome. Yeah. Uh, another one to circle for anybody that likes big hoss boys beating each other up. Uh, then next up, it is Jessica Troy versus Punch Drunk Istria, two very uh, established Australian scene wrestlers. Uh, fill us yeah. in. This is my pick, actually, for the match of the first round. Yeah, well. I think that, um, you know, AJ Istria is, you know, he's got a story career. Mm-hmm. Um, and he knows what he's doing. Whereas Jessica Troy uh, is coming off um, some amazing performances up at PWA. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know out of the two of these. I, I, what, are, what are your thoughts on this? I, it's, uh, it's a difficult one to pick who's going to go through. And uh, they're both incredible com- competitors, both on a roll at the moment. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm as I said, this is my match of the first round. Yeah, so. it's it's hard, man. I mean, all of them are hard because uh, yeah. they're all such great matchups. I don't know. I think I've picked. Tro- I, I think I'm picking Troy uh, to go through. Yeah. She's just been on such a tear. She's so dangerous. Um, not that AJ isn't. I just. I don't know. There's something about her. Um, she's. A very impressive competitor, and I and I think there's something about like I personally would like if it went through to you know the next round. Like imagine Troy versus Ugg, you know, like how crazy is that? Like that's a, a dream matchup, headlining matchup anywhere, you know. So I think that she's definitely upped her game once again. Yeah. It's that whole thing of you know after the pandemic and stuff. I think she's upped her game. She's yeah changed very much from um, being the cutesy arm collector to now being quite a dangerous arm collector. Exactly um, right. And and that, that's the thing about her game as well. It doesn't really matter about the size of her opponent as much because she is just so deadly. 
Yeah, and that match between her and Charlie Evans at PWA is you know, one of the best wrestling matches I've ever seen. And um, I think she's ready to prove down at Deathmatch Down Under with her first match um, that, yeah, she's she's not anyone to be trifled with at all. Yeah, exactly right. But man, And I think she's got room in that collector's cupboard for a few more arms as well. <laughs> exactly. Well, she, she'll, need to, she'll need to save some room because she'll have quite a few uh, possibilities to go through when it comes to getting to that belt. Yeah, I mean, imagine she's uh, Istria's arm, Jake Taylor's arm, or Caveman Ugg's arm, and then you go from there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And um, as of Istria, what's he been up to at the moment? I know he has, uh, you know, be, been a really big part of the Australian scene for a long time. Where Where's he mainly based at the moment? Well, I mean, he's still doing his thing at Wrestle, Ram- Wrestle Rampage, but uh-huh. onto, I talk about, when it comes to AJ Istria, I talk about the history yeah. of, of him. And, and the history. The, yeah, the history. <laughs> the, the, the experiences that that man has had yeah. um, throughout his uh, wrestling career. Um, it's it just, yeah, you can't, you can't discount it. No. And he's coming off. Uh, he's coming off. He's been, he's been working a lot with Link Barnett. Um, and uh, I think he, was it back in March? He uh, he lost to Sam Osborne as well at PWA, mm-hmm. and um, I think he's sort of at that level where he maybe he's getting towards the twilight of his career. Maybe he's uh, feeling like he's slowing down a little bit, and he he needs to uh, you know reignite something underneath him. He's mm-hmm. uh, he's coming on a, a two match losing streak this year, so you know he's ready to prove, I think, and, and say that he's still one of the best wrestlers in this country. Yep. Well, he's he's going to have a, a tall task ahead of him with Troy, but if he can get through her, the good news is he's only got so many more dangerous people to deal with uh, when yeah, he goes. He's got Jake Taylor or Caveman Ugg, and then, uh, you know, uh, either KXT, Candy Lee, Rochelle Rogue, or Richie Taylor at the end of that. So, yeah, I'm sure he's, uh, I'm sure he's looking very much at this bracket going, uh, all right, I'm going to have to... I'm going to have to bring out uh, a few new tricks out of my box of tricks. Exactly. And then if I can get through them, once I get to the final, I only need to face Tommy Knight, Gore, Chanel Phoenix, Tyson Baxter, Sammy Falcon, Charlie Evans, Roy Chambers, or Edward Tusk. So none of it's easy, but that's why uh, they're professional wrestlers and I am not. So I'm... Absolutely. uh, I I don't... uh, Yeah, I I don't think that uh, any of them are going to be sleeping on any of their opponents. No, nah, absolutely, man. What a stack tournament. I'm so excited for it. I really wanted to get over for it, but the state of uh, Australia let that to be way too risky. Knowing my luck, I'd come over, I'd have a great time with you guys, and then my state would snap lock down and I'd be stuck there, which, I mean, worst That's things right. could you happen. Come and hang out with us and... Um... Mm. Yeah. You know, eat a lot of tea. It's all good. Okay. Well, actually, okay, you've said the magic word. Now I'm going to book a flight because who cares about this? <laughs> nobody told well, me about the, nobody told me about the cheese. <laughs> you know how we are at Deathmatch Down Under. We are the most welcoming professional wrestling yeah. organization in this country. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, everyone is welcome. Yeah, absolutely. You guys are absolutely killing it, man. Thank you so much for making time this morning. Everybody... If you're uh, like in Melbourne or you feel like risking the lockdown, if you want to 
sample cheese go to <laughs> Deathmatch Town Under location. It's at the Arrow on Swanston, and it's uh, Friday, May 21st, and Saturday, May 22nd. Uh, tickets selling fast, right? You got any spots left if people are trying to get in the door? They better get in very, very quick. We are very, very low on tickets. Exactly. Get get online, book it, guys. dmdu.eventbrite.com.au. Uh, and then if you miss out, remember, it will be on IWTV. Uh, and if you haven't signed up, you can sign up using code DMDU for five free days. Have you got anything else to tell the people, my man? Well, well remember, we are Deathmatch Down Under, so there's always a couple of Deathmatch uh, matches uh, in amongst the tournament matches. We do have Callum Butcher taking on Guido for the Agua. Uh, total Violence Championship. So mm-hmm. that's another thing to look forward to. Uh, get in, get your tickets now, because uh, as I said, there's, we are very low on tickets. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a great time. Two nights in a row of amazing professional wrestling with some of the best that Australia has to offer. Why would you say no to it? Why? Tell me why. Okay, nobody no, said no. anything. They can't. They can't, <laughs> they can't say shit about it. It's going to be awesome, man. I'm so pumped to see it all and i'm so mad that i have to wait for it to come to iwtv before i win well maybe this time you'll actually watch it yeah well we'll see (laughs) it 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 all depends on how awake i can stay with my uh crazy schedule what ends up inevitably happening is i'm like and now is the time i'm gonna watch it i climb into bed and i'm just gonna try and then immediately asleep so i've actually like watched it your plays will be up on iwtv because i've started the damn thing about 10 times (laughs) and and then i like keep you know going match by match but i'm getting there man look i I think there's only two matches left (laughs) Yeah, you're, you're right. Uh, and you've got, you know, the, one of the best tag team matches uh, that's happened this year yeah. to look forward to. So, I, yeah. I think what I'll need to do is just straight up get the day off work, like that it launches on IWTV and just like watch it like it's a live pay-per-view, you know, like, like just book the time and watch it when it happens because uh, yeah, on, on an evening when you're a man as old as me, it can be challenging. It's awesome. Yeah, exactly. Thanks so much for having me, eh? Dude, thank you so much for your time. Everybody, check out Deathmatch Down Under. Do yourself a favour. The juice is worth the squeeze. is going to be well worth the price of admission. And for Jay Stevens, for Deathmatch Down Under, and for Faces and Feels, remember, it's all about peace, love, and pro wrestling. Thanks, everyone, for listening. This has been Faces and Feels. Check us out on social media, at Faces Feels Cast on Instagram, at Faces Feels Cast on Twitter, or send us an email to facesandfeels at gmail.com. Until then, peace out.